It's the After Laugh. You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the After Laugh. After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh. After Laugh. After Laugh. After Laugh, man. Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey, what's up? It's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the After Laugh. I'm here with Mike Lenoci, who I think is a little bit kind of like going, what the fuck is going on? We're outside. No. There's noise. It's more like it's more like the the way you opened it was like you were like a therapist, (laughs) like and you were about to do a note. You're like, hey, what's up? It's Bill Dawes, and this is my patient, Michael Anochi. But you know, I think I feel like this has become a little bit of that. I don't know why. For some reason, like there there have been people who've come on here and and talked about shit that they've never talked about before. I'm not saying that I want you to do that. Yeah, no, but I've had people start talking about shows like, I don't know if we should be recording this right now. Um, anyway, we just did a show together in long beach, man. Yeah. Um, you're at long beach a lot. Yeah. I like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone, yeah, sometimes I would, at least I would say at least once a month I get to do it. Yeah. If, or like I'll, I'll, tell him i'm like yo let me get some long beach yeah because we get to do a longer set and like just try stuff out that's down true there. I, I had a, and also if you go long in long beach like who cares no one's, yeah, yeah, no one's yeah. mad I, I i always find when i go there the tr- the traffic how long have you been in la how long have you lived out here nine years oh you live nine years yeah. okay we'll get to your story but i feel like it gets worse and worse every year and i get angry and anger because i get older and my whole trip from L.A. to Long Beach, by the time I get to Long Beach, I just want to murder everyone and my bones ache. I, I don't think it's that bad on the week. Like, you, you just got to know when to leave. Yeah, I guess so. You I, know what I mean? God, I was so mad. when. Would you I, take the 405 the whole way? You basically did the spot before. You did my spot because yeah, yeah, I got yeah. there fucking late. I got there early because I had to go pick up my car from the dealership, which was on the west side. Did you just bought a new car? No, I've had it. I just, something was not oh, okay. uh, under the lease. So I was just like, okay, I took it in to get it fixed and then I picked it up. And I was in the west side, and it was like six. So I was just like, "Well, what, yeah, like, what am I going to sit around?" So I just head, I headed down there, and I got there early, and then I went to the Nike store, and I got this. <laughs> I'm actually wearing a. Michael's sh- wearing a very cool camouflage. Yeah, I just bought it because I was like, <laughs> I have time to kill. So then I'm, I end up shopping. So I, bas- I broke even tonight. Yeah, I don't I think broke people. Even <laughs> that's funny. I don't think people who who don't live in LA realize like there's certain if you're in a certain location, and you live somewhere else. You'll just be like, I guess I'm in this location for the next five hours until traffic is over. Yeah, yeah. I've actually gone down. I've been like sort of in that area. And I go, oh, I have a spot at seven. So let me just go to the movie theater. Sure. For three hours in the Nike store. Yeah. So. I, I, I try to avoid being on the highway from 3.30 or 4 p.m. to 8. Yeah. So like if I, I – the only – like during the week, usually the show's – are the shows 9.45 in Long Beach during the week? Are they that late during I for, the week? I, I forgot, but I know during the week I always leave late and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, like, I'm never annoyed about going to Long Beach because yeah. for some reason I make it work. Because I, I, I think because I only ask for, like, Sundays. Oh, and I was like, good. I'll do maybe a Saturday. But if I do a Wednesday, I, I'm like, I, I want a later spot. I used to do the 7 7.30 Friday show. Like yeah, weekly, no, 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 week. I won't do that. That's, that's going to be yeah. miserable. Then, oh, then, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching. I was watching your set tonight. First of all, you did great. You always do great, man. You're, Thank you're you. very. You're very. Um, I, I know this adjective maybe is an adjective that people like to hear, but I think it's probably the most important adjective in comedy. You're just very likable. Oh, thank you. Like people just 
I I think you must feel that too. Like yeah, I mean I like, I think so. I mean some there's some comics I watch and I go, oh, he's really likable. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the like the most likable, but I've I've had that note sometimes before. Yeah. But I know that I can be unlikable. That was one of the things I oh, try to pay attention to it. I don't mean like in terms of material too. I mean just no, like yeah, a yeah. general like attitude and presence. Like oh, you can yeah. say sort of mean whatever it is you say because you said you said sure. today that like. Oh, fuck! What was it? I do. It's that there was a groaner. It's, was, a, it's a new joke that I what is it? and I felt like, oh wow, that's like uh, it took years for me to like get one of those where you make the audience like you go, oh no, with the oh. premise, and then the joke they laugh at. Like that's something oh. like Bill Burr or like uh, Louis. They could just do that all the time. Of course, you, like people go watch them for that. You're like, oh, this guy's gonna say something that is gonna we're he's, we're gonna laugh at something offensive he's gonna say that's yeah. how good of a comic he is i'm not saying that i'm a g- brilliant comic like that but that's the first joke i've ever like i don't like i don't try to get like groans and stuff i just thought of i had that thought and i go i think that thought what is, is the funny. joke let's let's uh, the joke i i say uh i go um i set it up i go how long would you have to be dating someone before it's too late to break up with them if they have a life-altering injury? And that's the Which setup. Which is a fair question. Because because it's a re- – like I always I, – I don't know if I'm sadistic for thinking like that. But I, I've always thought about like like what would someone do if like you – if like – Here's what here's where I, the original thought is, which is too dark. I'm like, well, like what if you were dating someone and they were in a car accident yeah. and they were paralyzed? Yeah. Like, okay. So like that's f- – f- for instance, a, that's like – that's a forever you have to like take them out yes. like that's that's a job like if you're mm-hmm. married to someone and that happens that's different you're like i, I love them I'm, I'm gonna take care of them through all of this but like if you were like talking to someone it was about like two <laughs> months and 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 let's say they were paralyzed like you you wouldn't you'd be like hey yes this is so unfortunate and this sucks and i'll be here for you yes. like the good person to me would be like hey i'll be here for you but like we're not this we're is not. gonna grow yeah. like you know what i mean like I'll, I'll try to help you when your family comes like i'll be here for you but like i'm gonna like we're not gonna stay together i, I think that's a question a lot of people think about so it's, it's you a know great, what i mean it's a great premise. so originally like i thought about that but I, that, that's too, that wouldn't work when i would say that that yeah. was too much yeah so then it's sillier to say like lost an arm yeah which is also a ridiculous thing yeah, nobody really it, loses an arm yeah exactly but then i just thought of like a silly it's just a silly joke to me yeah and it was just more like it, it is something to think about because that, sure. that there's definitely people who've been in that situation and then yes and then also if someone isn't in that situation and they were like they don't date that person like people would if publicly would be like oh, you're a bad person but like <laughs> fuck you you would do the same thing like absolutely you know it's it's unfortunate if it does happen but you can't ex- like if it happened to me if i was dating a girl and it was like 2 months in or 3 months in and i was like i became paralyzed i would have enough sense to be like, yo i i get it like you yeah. don't have to stick around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not fair to you. Like to date, continue to date me after this tragic thing. Like that's a lot of work. Absolutely. So that's where that came from. Yeah, that's great. There, did you see? There's a very famous episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, I think it was a whole like sixth season where uh, Larry started dating. I, I don't want to say Vivica Fox. I sound like such a racist. I don't know the name of the black actress. Whatever. So he. Oh, when he started dating that. Okay, she, yeah, I remember that. She season, gets yeah. cancer. Okay. And he goes. Because he goes, oh, well, I'm really? breaking up with her anyway. Well, then that, that's the same exact. I can't. Like, what do I do? It's the uh, same. It's the oh, same yeah, idea. yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same, same idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, so so he can't break up with her then. He can't break up with her. Get cancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. But too, he was thinking about like, breaking up, and then she gives Larry. I can't. I think like, I do Ugh. remember that episode now. Yeah, um, yeah. But I had a situation where I was dating a girl for about exactly two months. Yeah. It was really great. I thought everything was 
you know, who knows? Maybe it's just my perception. But I thought everything was perfect. Yeah. And then I got hit by a car on my bike. A bicycle? Uh, yeah, like, it, was or a motorcycle. it was an electric bicycle. Oh, really? You got hit by a car, like, and it was really bad? Yeah, I woke up in the hospital, like, when seven was this? hours later. This was... Before I've known you? Yeah, so oh, it was really? probably about six years ago. Oh. I'd say about six years ago. Okay, I was and, around. Um, and, I, and I woke up in the hospital, and, uh, you know, when you wake up, you're on drugs, you're like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I had no idea. I've never woke and up then, in a hospital. And then... That's crazy. You know, I mean, I'll show you, but, like, my shoulder was separated, right? Oh, is that... that yeah, that's, yeah. that's I weird. I showed up with a disgusting bone poke. So it's completely separated. And then I had, like, I had a big gash here. I tore my meniscus and uh-huh. my knee. Um... And she was my girl. Like at this point, like I you guess were was, boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, it was at that that sort of nebulous point where we're not Facebook. We're boyfriend and girlfriend at sure. the time, but like, yeah, we're not seeing other people. You were exclusive. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And and uh, you know we're having sex without condoms, and then yeah. And I I asked her to like, you know, come get me. She's like, like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, like get come me from get, the hospital. Like, oh, because you, you, you were able to. Somebody said, to show up to get you out of the hospital. You, oh, right? you were, you, so you were able to be released. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they, you know, they wheel you out in a wheelchair sure. and you get up. My but you could walk and everything. Yeah, I could walk, yeah, but yeah. with a limp. They had, sure. had crutches. And my arm was in a sling. Sure. So, but you would, you would be fine probably in a month. Exactly. Sure. So I go back to her place. And I remember I was in tons of fucking pain. In the morning, I'm trying to, like, I'm just kind of like, and I hear her go, <sighs> just for real <sighs> like sighing like sighing like this guy's waking me up and i'm like i'm sorry he's like it's fine this is a day how, got- well, how old is this girl younger or older um you know i'm gonna say her name fuck it uh, uh, i mean <laughs> sure if uh, you want she is uh she's a very nice lady her name's aaron cahill you might recognize her from about four hallmark holiday movies really which is the Apogee. Of I, I can't believe I don't know who you're talking about because I watch Hallmark. All do you the watch time. them? No, of course not. Lenochi. No, I, actually I should would love like, to do. I actually f- did a Hallmark movie this year. Did you really? Yeah, I, we'll see if it comes out. But now, because now I'm mean? hearing about production problems. Why wouldn't know. it come out though? I, that, well, because they're still doing all the post-production stuff. And someone, were you the romantic lead in it? No, I was like I played like a family member of someone. I'm yeah. like six scenes. You yeah. know, nothing. I wasn't. I'm not like a lead, but. Uh, it was shot. We shot in January, and from what I've heard, is they're not. It's not done yet. Like th- there was huh. something wrong with like something, and I was like, oh well, I hope it comes out. But like, whatever, I got paid, and I did. Yes. I did it. So that's great. I let me that, just say I, this credit. about <laughs> yeah. Let me say this about the Hallmark movies. Though. Yeah. When they started, they were they were garbage, right? Uh-huh. They were absolute garbage because yeah. they were just like quick. No one knew about them. They become so popular. And yeah, they've made like, so much money that they're actually casting really good actors in it. Oh, in, my, in this and movie, names. there were big actors. In yeah, exactly. It. I was like, I didn't even know. I remember I got the part through Mike Marino, actually. Oh, really? He was, he was in it, too. And he referred me, and then I got it. And then I was like, oh, this is just going to be like, uh, you know, just a movie someone's shooting. Like, it's independent. Nothing will come from it, whatever. Yeah. But it's a good experience. And I get to set, and, like, there's a, a couple uh, – I don't know what to fuck up their names. I can't even like uh, uh, Terry Polo. Uh-huh, she's of in it. Um, and then the guy, what, what's his name? Why am I forgetting? I mean, what a character this guy was. Uh, the other two guys in it are like big. They've been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, bigger like in the '80s and stuff. But like, of course. if I pulled it, if I pulled it up, I don't want to like waste time. But one of the guys was from Goonies. He was in Goonies. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know if you follow uh, MMA at all, uh-huh. but 
but Bellator, like what's happening with Bellator versus UFC, like all the fighters who kind of can't really make it in UFC, they're all in Bellator now. It's kind of like the retirement home for for like the UFC fighters. Is it older guys go there or I think guys older not as guys who've kind of like so even like if the, they're not like, that old, like they're just like not the good G anymore. League for basketball or no? Kind of. I mean, there were people who were really big ten years ago. Oh, okay. so this so Hallmark is like the Bellator. Yes, of, of, yes. Of These actors acting, were know? big actors, but aren't yes. working right now. Yes. So they're taking this. I'm sure they made like I'm sure they got a few thousand. I don't know how much they got. I have no idea, but. Like they're doing it, and I was like, and I actually was on it, and I was like, the one guy who was who plays one of the lead, he was kind of a diva, and I was like, <laughs> which was so weird. I was like, I've never because I've never really been on a movie set. That was like one of my first experiences, and I was yeah. like, this is cool, man. Like, I was like he's being like a diva. But yeah. I was like, you're in a movie with me, so like, what are you? Why are you acting like that? Like, clearly, you need the money. Yes. Otherwise, you would have said no to this. It's a small budget Hallmark. They not Hallmark. They think it will land on Hallmark or Lifetime. Okay. So I say that. So we Got we it. don't know yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I want to I want to tell you the guy because you would know because you know actors and stuff. So you would be I'd like, love oh yeah, to. that guy. And well, sometimes these people, the, the the actors in these shows, they're like, wow, that person was a really big name back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. You're on set with them, like, oh, they're divas. That's why they're on a Hallmark movie right now. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's that's literally like I think what what was being, what was being like said. Like, I mean, as much as I like to mock Hallmark movies, if they I got offered, I auditioned for one, and you, I didn't get it. So who the fuck am I to say anything? Um. Um. Okay, Terry Polo. So she. I remember Terry. From, but where do you remember Terry Polo from? Uh, Meet the Fockers. She's Ben, oh, ben Stiller's right. wife. That's right. Yeah. And then okay, Robert Davi. Robert, why do you know that name? You're going to IMDb that? Oh, yeah. Play, you know, so many. Yeah, always play like a gangster guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of the leads in it. He and must be a mafia guy. He, you know, he's just, it's about an Italian family. So he oh, okay. plays, he plays like the Italian grandfather, but, and then uh, Nick uh, Turturro. Of course. He, he was just in uh, Klansmen. You know, he's yeah. a, he has a small part. He's in so much shit. Yeah. He just has small parts. But, like, those were, like, the top three build people. And, you know, Terry, she was great. She was, like, silly and funny. And she would – she was the only one comfortable comfortable enough to, like, yell at those guys. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, what do you guys do? Like, because she's yeah. known them for years because they've been all in the same – industry or like whatever run into each other like she was like cool like a normal yeah. down-to-earth lady like she's silly you know she's quirky i guess weird you know yeah you um and then these guys are just like like they had their own little they had to give them their own little rooms and then they they would only come out for their scene they wouldn't like mingle really that much and then uh you know they were they were a little difficult about things and yeah. like i think like he would like I, I think i remember robert he was like in one of the scenes he's like are we moving up? don't tell me let me know if we're moving on because maybe I didn't co- feel comfortable with what I just did. Yeah, he's like, you know, don't no, no, don't move on without telling me because I, I want to. And then he would like ask questions and we're like, and then Terry be like, did you fucking read the script? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> like he didn't read the script. Obviously, yeah, yeah, he just hilarious. read his line. Like that's how much he, they don't care anymore. They don't care. I mean, but they guys still made so be. much money over his life. He, he you know, he's yeah. just doing it to. But then but, why would they do it? Then? But I don't know. I don't know. But so I mean, unless it was like he was like, oh, it'll only take a month and it's worth it for him. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. It's probably one of these things like you Google these people. They go, okay, divorce twice. Ah, I got it. Now yeah. I know what they're doing. It. But it was. It was. It was. It was. It was cool it was like you know it was uh 
yeah, it was an, it was a, like a real movie, but like I don't I haven't heard anything about it. And they they said like oh there might have been some shots that are uh, they have to fix or something. But I hope or, it or fucking reshoot, goes yeah. on. Yeah, I haven't got contacted about reshooting my thing, so maybe all my scenes were fine. Yeah. Um. I, again, I was only in like six scenes. So, you that's know? solid, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be my first movie. Yeah, because I've done like I've been on. A sitcom, like TV sure. stuff, but a movie, no, yeah. So that was cool. So was it comedic or was it dramatic? This one, yeah. No, no, it's drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just like, and there was a, a scene where I have to like be like, I have a good scene where I'm like, like arguing with my wife. You know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. But I have no clue how it looks. I didn't get uh, to see it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm like, I hope it was it. good. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm good. You know? But I, I, I met, like, I hope it, it works out and it ends up on Hallmark or Lifetime. That, that would yeah. be cool to be like, hey, look, I did something. You know? Yeah. And at the very least, maybe if it's a good scene and you can just get like, at the very least, it will end up somewhere it, like on, on Amazon demo. or something. You know what I mean? They, yeah, exactly. At, at, in this day, like, if you shoot something with that big of a, even it's not a big budget, it's small budget. They're gonna get it on something streaming. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there's that, you can get anything on streaming. Yeah, you. I mean, I I thought I did a movie that uh, got on Amazon, and for a brief second, I was like, "Cool, Amazon bought it. That's awesome." And yeah. then a friend of mine did a movie that I thought was the biggest piece of shit, and then it was on Amazon. I was like, oh, Amazon just buys whatever the fuck it is. Sure. Because they don't care. They like, But like, also, the- no, no, everybody just wants to keep watching stuff, so you never yeah. know. You know, it's just whatever. You you do it. You're, it was a, it's a good experience. You're acting. Yeah. And yeah. you get paid, and that's that. When I, I want to get, get back to kind of your story. So, because um, you talk about your, your mom and your dad a, a lot in your, your stand-up. Yeah, I started to. It took me a while. To, oh, really? Which I wasn't always able to like find a funny way to do it, but now I have. Yeah. Because like, I, I like got past all my older stuff. I just like put it away. I, I posted it online. I was like, here, take it. And then like I felt like you have to do that to grow. Like of you course. don't want to be doing the same shit. So like I was just like, yeah. So I started talking. I found, I guess, through confidence of just learning how to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like it because I feel like for a white guy, it that's the way to be uh, – different have a different. family with yeah you. yeah or to be uh yeah to stand out a little bit because every like you know i've only been in comedy like eight and a half years so like you know my, your first stuff for me was like dating and Jerking being off. broke yeah like shit like that like not having money and dating shit you know what i mean yeah so it's like okay that's not original but like that's my take on it yeah. so you learn how to write jokes and perform now it's like okay let me tell you a little bit about who i am and it's yeah. like Maybe it's not as punchy as my old stuff, but I think it's more interesting. For sure. And yeah. also, do you have people in your in your circle, on your team? I always say like my team, but on your team saying, listen, uh, if you want a, a sitcom written about you or a show sure, written sure. about you, you, hear that. you it's hear always that. good to have the family. You hear that. I don't up. think that's as relevant anymore. I, yeah. I, I don't think it – I mean, I don't think any sitcom is going to write a sitcom around a white guy anymore. But yeah. uh, but if they could, I mean, that that is something different. I, I have an Italian dad and a British mom, yeah. and I'm first generation. So yeah. I, I, I do think about that. Like, I, it's definitely a story. So mm. it's like, oh, why I can write my story now through my stand-up. For sure. So, and that's just the beginning of what I have. So let's see where I am in five years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like build on it, you know? It's funny you said that about the sitcom about a white guy. I had a, a sitcom I wrote and uh-huh. also treat my pitch called I Met My Daughter on Facebook, which is bas- basically like a true story. A true story. I, I think I know that um, story. And, and, I, and I liked the pilot and I my manager got me meetings with – six or seven people they they read the treatment read the pilot and i went down there and it just was one by one nope nope like we love it but we got it uh almost but, then, but and, why not and then i was like yeah. 
And then the last pitch I said, um, I have, you know, I, I have a one night stand with a black woman. Like I just had to find a way to make yeah, it yeah. so that it was sure race was in there. So I didn't feel like it was the same thing, you know, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to like a baby daddy story, a story of like, it's an interracial baby daddy story. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't, I did, I think I pitched like that twice. I just couldn't get my heart behind it because I felt like it's yeah. not authentic. Is that the real story? Well, yeah, but you could always just say, I'm willing to sell this and not be in it. And then you could cast it as. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no, I don't care about being yeah. anymore. I'm like, just give me some fucking money. Yeah. I mean, you were in Sex in the City. You won. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I told you that. I was like in a hotel room and I was just like watching Sex in the oh, City. So funny. And it was you as like a 20 year old. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, cool. Hilarious, dude. I was like, that, is that Bill? I should stop jerking oh. off. <laughs> this just I'm got weird. I'm this back. I, um, it's so funny about Second City is I was up for so many big roles on that because I knew the casting director. Yeah, yeah. And, and they liked me. They'd bring me on like four or five times. And then they're like, okay, I never got it. I was always close. And they go, okay, we got this part. It's a small part. I'm like, I'm not going to do a small part. I'm not a co-star. I'm a guest star. I like, sure. Yeah. And I finally was like, fine, I'll do it. Like a fucking diva bitch. And let me tell you something. I still get checks from that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's what you're telling. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's like, whoa! I'm so yeah, glad I you did. Just that. to have a, like Same. a co-star on a, on a um, one of the biggest shows in history. Yeah, that yeah. just gets. Uh, by the way, they're doing a, a prequel to Sopranos, so you may want to talk to your people about that. Are they really in New York? Yeah, that might be right up your alley. So let's go back to the uh, the the Italian thing. So, um, wh- where are you from originally? I grew up in South Florida, like the suburbs of Fort Lauderdale really so, like it's called it Coral Springs Florida? oh Coral, no, Coral Springs. Springs what was that like I don't know anything about that area you're sheltered you th- life was you you rate we had a great life like yeah. now that I'm older it's like oh wow what a good like life we had like all A plus schools yeah like uh, they were public schools or just public schools they were all one of the best schools. public schools and yeah. it was the suburbs middle class everybody's middle class I mean you know there's like some apartments and stuff like that to subsidize and and or whatever. I don't even. What know was what you your call high it. school? Was it your high school? Taravella High was School. That, was that close to? Um, it was the one right Parkland? next to Parkland. Yeah, it's the it was the rival high school. Oh, wow. uh, like you know, like that, like pl- like the three high schools would be Taravella, Coral Springs High School, and Douglas. So like when we th- those football games are all the oh we got to go to those games. So yeah, yeah, it was it was the neighboring high school. Like oh, I had wow. a lot of I had a lot of co- my fraternity brothers went to that high school. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So that that was close to home. Yeah. So yeah, say, how did that like that during that my whole Facebook is Douglas. Oh, wow. even people who went to Taravella, you know, you, they're showing the support because everyone is from South Florida. Yeah, 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 that's right in our backyard. I, even one of my best friends had like a cousin who was killed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Good um, God. Through marriage. Yeah. One, my best friend through marriage. So yeah, a cousin, which is still sad. Of but course. I mean, like, but not his direct cousin. But still, that's it's just uh, it's a small world for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think my friend Amir Arison. I don't know if do you know who Amir. He's on a show called The Blacklist. Uh-huh. Um, I think he uh, went to your high school. He I watched just, the first two they seasons. Just got of renewed. It. I liked it. And remember, how I said my friend had a movie that was a piece of shit and got on Amazon. I'm yeah. talking about him, but he won't listen to this. So, haha, <laughs> too bad. Anyway, um, so you grew up and you said you you had like a, a rough Italian dad. Is that sort of exaggerated for comedy, or is that kind um, of like? No, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. He was but a he's good like, dad, like and school. looking back, he was great. No, but he was like, yeah, he he had a temper for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I I have that temper. It's a little more controlled now because I I guess I've learned. But I mean, like I got spanked and stuff when I was a young kid. So yeah. like, which I, I I think a lot of people did, but I don't know. It depends if you were raised with like a like 
It depends how you were. You raised. might also be like, but it the wasn't last a big deal. Generation of kids for that sure. got spanked, you but it wasn't I mean? a big deal. Yeah, like of it wasn't like it, until like we got like the, older. But then like me and my dad got in fights and stuff in high school. What do you mean you got in fights? Well, we got in fist fight one time. You got in a fist fight with your dad? Yeah. That's I was a the... punk fucking kid. <laughs> okay. I was a spoiled brat. You know what I mean? Like I got everything I ever wanted. But yeah. I, I, when I was a kid, I didn't know that. Of course. I just would compare. I'd be like, would they do, you know what I mean? You're, of you're, course. you're comparing to other great upbringings. Like yeah. in my neighborhood, so many kids played football, baseball. There, no crime. The crime in the city is caused by me and my friends. Yeah. Or people we knew. What about you know brothers? What I mean? You have brothers and sisters? I have a sister. Sister. Yeah. And she was like probably, was she a good kid? She was kid? older. She was yeah, older. She, good kid uh, student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good kid. But I mean like we all, everybody like just, everyone partied. You know what I mean? Like the, it, it, 90210 is so relatable to how we grew up. But oh, that was rich. They're rich, but like, yeah. right? Because it's 90210. You're like But that middle. show is like the same thing. Like parties and like, you know, every four years you hear a story in the newspaper about a, a kid who died in a car accident or someone who took too many drugs. But Got like, it. you know, that was the drama. Like I didn't know about what the world was really like until you really after college and you leave and get to L.A. Like, you know, about like racism. I didn't think racism was a thing. Sure. Growing up, you know, because like there's uh, there's black people in my school, but like it wasn't like there wasn't like nobody. It was just was wasn't bad. There yeah, wasn't like the, a crime is in Miami, maybe, but like we, sure. that's so like forty five and a half hour away. So when you say they're black people in school, do you mean like they're like ten percent of the school? Ten percent, ten percent. Yeah. So it wasn't 10, like there are three black dudes. No, maybe ten percent. Yeah. yeah, and then maybe no, maybe fifteen percent black, twenty five percent Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah. Maybe so more Hispanic. Mixed, yeah. Hispanic. By the time I got to high school, because we won we won states for soccer. I wasn't on the team, but yeah. my school did. So. There were a handful of Hispanics, yes. (laughs) Although the best player on the team was white. Um, But he – so definitely I would say under 50% like Hispanic or black. Got it. But for sure like a very like white Jewish. Sure. There's – yeah, a lot of Jewish people down there. But it was a good like – I can't – like looking back, it's like, wow, man, for my parents to be foreigners – and like buy a house and so get your it. Parents in a, are for your, your dad's yeah, yeah, from yeah. Italy. Yeah, yeah, both born in the countries, Italy and England. And England, how yeah. they meet? Uh, their roommates were dating. Oh, okay. So, so my cute, da- like, my dad's story. roommate was dating her roommate, and then that's yeah. how they met. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and then yeah, so th- for like to think like, oh wow, they like came here, and like they they did so much to make sure we had a good life. Yeah. You know, both of the kids graduate college. That so that's a win for them. You know what for I mean? For sure. And and I don't want to say like they came late. Like they both were in their. My mom moved to America when she was like twenty twenty one. Okay. And then my dad was moved to America when he was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So like they were in America for a long time. Yeah. By the time I was born, they were to themselves American. You know yeah. what I mean? But your dad probably has like a, an Italian accent and everything, right? I I don't know. I mean, I don't hear like when people like when friends meet my mom, they're like, oh yeah, I could tell she's British. I don't hear it. I'm just like, oh, she's soft spoken. Yeah. And then my dad, I guess, you know, he's not. He messes up a lot of words a lot. Yeah. But like he speaks English, but like his grammar's awful, and I guess, I guess that's why mine is. But like <laughs> so like. But I don't like hear accents. I just hear their. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's that's their voice. I don't. Yeah. It's not like a. Hey, how you doing? I'm Italian. <laughs> that's not. He. That's not how he is. Yeah. And my mom's like, like, hello, how are you? And it's just like. Yeah. That's why. That's why. And I can't even do a British accent. But that's why I. I kind of. She's just like. Oh, how, how are you yeah. doing? She's a very the sweetest person you'll ever meet. Yeah. That's just how she is. And uh, 
do you ever go back to like because it's interesting to have immigrant as a white person in particular yeah. to have immigrant parents i would say sure. probably 90 percent of the white people i know don't have immigrant parents yeah yeah, yeah. So, they, they they're maybe their grandparents were yeah the yeah, grandparents yeah. like my sure. my uh great grandparents were from ireland but even my grandparents were born here so that's that's a very interesting perspective i mean um, yeah do you look at your dad and say there are certain things that he he brought from where was he from in italy so so he was born in Italy, but they then raised in Venezuela. Oh wow! So he he was born in Italy, and they probably went to Venezuela when he was like one or two. Yeah, and then he was in Venezuela till he was a teenager, and then they lived in Brockton, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and he, which I guess I heard was like a, a rough area back then. Oh yeah, that for sure. would be like the the fifties, sixties, and uh, and then he they after that they moved to South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. When he said he was like maybe in his twenties, like, because they got married in seventy seven, so he probably moved. So, yeah, he's probably like twenty two when they get to America, uh, yeah, to yeah. F- South Florida. Yeah, yeah, and then, then my parents got married in seventy seven. So your your dad was uh, guy. Every time I think about like my parents, he was a, got married in high, so early, and they got their life together. So but they, early. my parents didn't. Oh, they didn't. No, because my dad was seventy. So if he was born in forty nine, fifty nine, sixty nine, twenty eight. Like what you would say this generation gets married at, whereas like you, most people that their generation would get married at twenty two, twenty three. So funny. So he was actually was late. Like my mom was old, younger, because if my dad was so, if they got married in seventy seven, that means my dad was twenty eight. That means my mom was twenty four. Yeah. So then that, yeah, that is young. Yeah. Or normal I mean, for, at that time was normal. At the time is normal. Now yeah. I'm like Jesus Christ, how yeah. do you make any decision like that? But he, they didn't have kids that for uh, like my dad was. My age when he had me, thirty-five. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So That's and I turned thirty-five. And what was your when you were when you were in high school? Were you like because because like I said, I don't know you that well. Yeah. So it's, it's cool I didn't know you, but um, you were kind of like a jock, right? Because you said you played football. Would you, no, did you look I, at your experience I didn't play, like you I didn't play high school sports. Oh, you didn't? I played sports, but I, I I wasn't good enough to play high school sports. Oh, interesting. But I loved sports. Like, yeah, that was my thing. Like yeah. I, it, like even. No, like in middle school was the first time I said I want to be a stand-up comic. And then, you know, and then I was always like a class clown, but I also wanted to be cool. Like I wanted to be a guy that like was good looking and got women. Yeah. I always wanted to be that guy. So like I worked out in high school and then like freshman year, I was like a late bloomer. So I was like smoking a lot of weed and not a good student. And then I visited my sister in college and was like, oh, I got to go to college. That looks fun. Yeah. So then I like straightened up so I could go to college. But I was uh, – I wanted to like – at that point, I was like, oh, being a comedian is not realistic. I live in Florida. Like, But oh. you wanted to be when you were in middle school. Yeah. I was like, That's oh, that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah and, and then like you're like, well, how do you – that's – how do you do that? Like then I was like, oh, maybe I'll work in sports. You know, Like I want to somehow work with a football team. That would be awesome. Like a, a sports trainer. And I remember yeah. in college – like taking a class. Is that what you went to college for? Sports? No, I just so. went to party and have a good time. <laughs> and then I remember like going into the program. They're like, hey, you know, this is like really hard. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it because I want to <laughs> do it. And I, the first class I took, I was like, oh, I, this is crazy. And I dropped out of that class. It was like learning about the heart and stuff. I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, not. I'm a C student. You know what I mean? So then like I, I had no. So I said, I'll do communications. Yeah. It was like business or I was like I had no uh, 
idea what the hell I was going to do after college. I never had the plan. I was so just, you went through four years of college just five years. Like partying? Just five having years. fun. Oh, that's right. Five years. Yeah. You mentioned just that. Had, I just wanted to have fun. And you were in a frat. Yeah. What was your frat? Sig- Sigat. Sigma Phi Epsilon. Sigma Phi Epsilon. It um, was just like, and I was only in that for like a couple of years. So the first two years I was in community college and I transferred to the university. And my mom was like, you can't do it until you get into the university. Yeah. So- I was a good student the first two, I mean, all through college. All I, all I did was like, how do I get by to graduate? Of course. Because I was like, oh, all I have to do is get a degree. That's what yeah. I'm told. Get a degree. So that's it. Like, I didn't care. I was just there to have a good time. And it yeah. was. It was so fun. And and uh, when you were in college, you weren't thinking about stand-up at this point. You kind of... Um, I would think about it, but like, um, like, like I remember there was a club that opened, and I was like, Let, "Let's go watch it." And at that time, Dane Cook is big. It's 2006. You know, Huge. Like, we're watching. Pinnacle. Like, we, we, me, and all my buddies were watching him and Cat Williams. Those were the big two. Like, yeah. we we're like, "Oh, this is so funny." But that that was really it. Like, um, so that's like 2005. But like, other than that, the only stand up we knew. Uh, was Curb on? I think Curb started coming on when I was in college. So like we're like this, sense, yeah. Maybe like 2005. Yeah. So, but I wasn't like I would like watch Comedy Central half hours. I think, but I didn't know who I was watching. I was sure. just like, oh, this is interesting. I wish I remembered. Yeah. And then I would always think like when watching Dane, I was like, oh, I, I like this guy. Like this is what this is. What, I can do this. This is what this is like. What I would want to do. Like how he does it. I want to sure. do it how he does it. You know what I mean? Not how Jerry does it. Because I knew Jerry Seinfeld, but like I only knew about Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Ellen. I knew like three comedians, right? I didn't know that there's a whole world like how there is in baseball. Like there's a fucking Bryce Harper, but there's also a utility guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're utility guys right now or whatever. You never know. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole huge world of – and people are fans of comedy. Yeah. Not just fans of the famous comedians. There's people who are like just fans and they follow comedians. It's crazy. Yeah, I think there used to be a time when people would just go to – I think they still do, but particularly back in the 80s and 90s, they would just go to the comedy club without uh-huh. having any idea who was there. Yeah. And they were always packed. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Dane that I don't think people talk about enough is I think that he created a whole generation of comics who wouldn't have been comics otherwise. I, I hear people say that. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think that's necessary. I think here's what it is. I think that he gave people that a lot of people related to him that maybe wanted to become and they're like, "Oh, I can do it." Yeah. Because he is that guy. I don't think they said, "Oh, like like for instance, like I uh, does that make sense the way I said that? Like I, like I I I yeah. think he made it look cool to do stand up. And As that, a dude. Yeah. And I think that gave people like – like that wasn't – like I always remember like in middle school, I was like, oh, I saw it. And I and I remember – I don't know how, how old I was, maybe sixth or fifth grade watching HBO or something. I don't know who it was. But I was like, who, 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 dad, like what, how is this guy do? because I always want to be an actor. That was a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be like Jim Carrey. I want to do that. And then I was watching Sam. I was like, oh, how, that, that looks kind of fun. Like, how's he? He just goes out there and talks, Dad? I was like, is that what he's doing? He's like, no, like, it's a, it's a routine. But I didn't, like, understand, really. Like, I, I literally thought, like, they, that, that, that's new. Like, I was one of those dumb audience members who goes, like, if you saw a comic, you'd be like, you just did a joke last night. Under, oh, exactly. Like, like, like I, I, would, I didn't know that, like, I didn't even really know until I moved out here to do stand up that uh, what a routine was. Yeah, I thought you just like told jokes and you're riffing and you feel the vibe. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, that's how clueless I was about it. I, I didn't think know there was a routine. Are, are, are like that who aren't in stand up. I think it's very. I've had people. who... I think now that how much there it's on. 
Netflix and stuff. I think people understand routines now. I guess so, but I still think people yeah. think that they watch the Netflix series and they go, wow, they just had a really cool show that was recorded. And they don't realize that the show has been repeated was, a thousand times. And I was one of those morons. Oh, I was the same way yeah. for sure. But going back to the Dane thing, I think so. I wanted to do Sam. So it wasn't – he wasn't who made me go, oh, I want to do Sam. He made me go, oh, I want to do his – I like the I like yeah. the way he's presenting it. I like the way – exactly. how he's doing it and I think that's funny. And then you do it for a while and you learn it and then you just kind of like – yeah, it's just like I don't – because I always thought I was like a high-energy physical guy. But then I I don't think I'm as physical or anything near what he ever was doing. Like I don't do – him and like what Jim Brewer were doing. Like, was no. Like Jim Brewer was the most physical I ever saw. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan of him too. Yeah. Like he would just like act out everything. Like he, mm-hmm. it was really – he was doing what Dane was doing before Dane actually. Yeah, if for he, sure. He has like an, a special I think in like 2001 before Dane's Half Hour Presents where he rips off his clothes. At oh, the really? End. That that special, you remember like Dane's first half hour? Oh yeah, he like does the bathroom bit and he rips off his pants and that's how he ends it. That one was hilarious. But before that, Jim Brewer's got one where like he's like he's acting out like he just he's like you know I don't want to go to the Middle East because it's after nine eleven. He's like we're we're at the war. That's got to be awful. There's just there's camels and he's like uh, uh, and he's like <laughs> he's acting out a camel. And he's like there's a guy on the camel. He's acting out the guy on the camel. Like everything is just act. Every word is acted out. Like that guy was unbelievable. But yeah. so going. I don't want to get off track. But yeah, Ding made me go. Oh okay. Yeah. Like. And then I th- would write things in notebooks, but again, it wasn't a realistic thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I live in Florida. What am I, I'm not going to do. Where, where are you going to go do stand up? Exactly. And then after college, I like f- started looking at open mic, and I'll go watch some open. So mics. after co- and college was where again? FSU. FSU. So after you were like, you 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 didn't know what you wanted to do with your life, and which then is a lot of us. And you, yeah. And, you, at this and that's, point, that's like, the worst time. Of the economy. That's like the, the crash. It's two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Not a good time to find jobs. Yeah, for sure. So uh, how did you how did you first get on stage? How that happened? I'm doing sales jobs. This is how it really starts. Is like after college, I go through a breakup. I'm I'm like sad and stuff. But I'm I have a sales job, and it's like we're selling inside pharmaceutical sales. Should we hold? Wait, by the way, well, I mean, this is part of the charm of this podcast being outside is assholes with motorcycles. Yeah, we just had a gang. Small so dicks. so there's um. So I'm in a sales job, like inside inside pharmaceutical what sales. What you, oh, pharmaceutical. Pharma, yeah, inside. So you're cold calling hospitals, and uh, I would like stand up and be a class clown at work. Yeah, and I would say jokes. And one of my best friends was I got him a job there because he was going to grad school, and he, and he wanted that job in the meantime. And I would like stand up and like just say ideas. I don't even remember what I was saying, but he was like, "That's funny, man." He's like, "You," he's like, "I think you should do it because." Because all through high school, I used to like stand up and my buddies would sit on the couch and I would like try to make them laugh. I didn't know what I was doing and sometimes it would go awful. But like I'm doing this at work and even the guy would come out and sit on his chair and I would like make them laugh. I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was just like trying to do impressions of people, which I don't even do good impressions. And then he's like, you should really try this. And then 
a year goes by, I'm bouncing around sales jobs. I'm not making, my mom's paying for everything. She's getting really mad. She's like, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. Like, you know, I'm not saving money. I have my own debt. And she's like, you know, you need to man up. You know, you're going to be 25, figure it out. Da, da, da. And I was like, how about this? Buy me a ticket to LA and let me feel it out. And I'll move. And if I like it, I'll move back home and save money. Wow. And then I did that. And I worked at Carabas for like four months. Wait, Carabas is a, what? A, Italian a, restaurant. Italian restaurant. Out in near... Orlando, where my parents moved. Up. So wait, you came to LA. You were like, I visited, love it. visited a friend because I had friends from college that lived out here. And you were like, I love it. I want to live here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I said that. I just was just like, I want to come out here. There's I just potential. at that point, I think I already knew I was going to come out here. Yeah. I just wanted to like feel it out or sure. something. But at that point, I was like, okay, why don't I just do something crazy? I was like. I, I, at least I'll, I'll I don't know what what it was maybe maybe I heard the term of I don't want to be later on life and say what if I yeah, did exactly so I was like let's go but it, there was never any doubt I was just like oh I'm gonna succeed in this yeah I was just like I never was like it's I, I don't know it's even crazy even when I'm doing open mics and like you're bad and like you know you're not as good as something like I just knew I was like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna get good at it I'm gonna figure this out yeah so uh, let me get the chronology so you're, yeah. you're you're in here you're like I want to go to LA when you go to LA was it was the thought acting or comedy no stand, stand up okay so you go out there you dig it you come back you save up some money at this not time, a lot not but a lot. at the time I thought it was a lot and then you just <laughs> yeah, and you just fly back out I drive. I drive across oh, the country. With, I made my best friend that's come the, with me, and, he, that's and we a classic bought his story. flight back with my dog. With yeah. a, he's still alive today, Wade. This oh, really? One. Yeah. So oh, is he a pit? Uh, American bulldog pit. Oh, yeah, he's a, like a mutt. So I drove across, and then like, oh, so I had my sister's friend who lived out here, who I've known my whole life. Her name was Marie, and she was a bit. A bit she still is. She like runs a show and works at UCB. So she was oh. big in the improv world. So I met with her too when I came out here. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about like I want to come out, and she's like, do it. You know, you have good. This is like you've always been silly. Da da da. So there was that, and then um, I had my some fraternity brothers out here. Uh, my one buddy Memphis uh, ran SBE clubs, so I had a job lined up for me. SBE clubs. SBE like is a is a is a company out here that runs nightlife. Oh, okay, got it. yeah. Yeah. SC SBE. What else do they do though? What, what hotels? Hotels, yes. Okay. Like they would do like that tw uh, that it, yeah. day globe or the the day party they used to have fourteen. Oh, yeah, like yeah. they were part of that Greystone that nightclub. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called now, Nightgale or something. Yeah. That that was the first place I worked. It was. Excuse me. It was called what industry. Were the, what were you doing in the night? Like club? a TSA guy, like you restock the cups and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you'd make like three hundred bucks a night, and I would work three nights a week. So I had that set up. So where I had, were you living at the time? And I lived off of Sycamore. Like, did uh, you live with a friend? You yeah, yeah, with one of my fraternity brothers. So I had oh, okay. everything. Like, there was a there was a lot of comfortability that I yeah. set up because yeah. I was texting my buddy. I was like, hey, I think I'm about moving out there. So then I stayed with him, and I was like, Gil, let's get a place. I have the job lined up. Got I have it. my sister's friend who's in the in, like acting world who can guidance me. Yeah. So I have everything set up, right? I wasn't just like some of the. I just I'm gonna live in my car. So I had yeah. I have to have like a bed and like make an income. Of course. I was like. Because I graduated college, so I'm not that big of a moron. Have you been on stage yet? As a no, comic? no, no. So, but I was, I started watching comedy. Like I went to an open mic at like some weird club that's not even around in South Florida. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it's called. And I like would watch these guys and be like, okay, if ah, he's like, I would watch people bomb and be like, okay, I can do this. Like, you know, and then I got out here. And before I got here, I signed up for UCB 101. I had that already uh -huh. go. So I was going to be in a class because that's what she directed me to do. And I did the class. 
And well, while I was doing that, I would go to IO um, IO West. It was an IO West over there. That it's not there anymore, but it was on on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh huh. They had an open mic on Sunday nights, and I'd go watch like the first couple times. Yeah. And just to like get the confidence because I was fucking scared. Oh, it's really scary. And then I wrote this idea and I thought I, I thought it would be like three minutes because I found, figured out, I was like, how much time do you get? Three minutes. Okay. It ended up being a minute and a half, but like I went and that's where I went up for the first time. What was the idea? The joke was, I wonder if I've said this before on another podcast, but like uh, it was um, it was at the time because it's 2010, Ben Roethlisberger was getting in trouble for sexual assault. Yeah. So I was like, um, it was something like, you know, these football players are getting in trouble. Like Ben Roethlisberger Burger got in trouble for sexually assaulting someone, I guess, in a bathroom or something. There was accusations or whatever. Yeah. I was like, what does that even mean? What's sexually assaulting someone? Like, I know what assaulting someone is, but sexually, is he like pulling out his dick and beating them? <laughs> like, is that what sexually assaulting someone is? And I go, if he's sexually assaulting me, if I did that, is that a misdemeanor? And then if Shaq does that, is that attempted murder? That's, you know what I mean? Like, that's that was funny. the first idea of my joke. That was the first joke I had. Yeah. And then uh, I tried it and like, I felt. I, I, it probably bombs, but like for you're so you, you're, no, like, you're like right, if you even there. get a, a eh, yeah. if you even get a noise, so you're like oh, oh okay, <laughs> I'll do this again. And I didn't do it again for like a couple months because I was doing the UCB class. And then after I finished the UCB class, I met with my sister's friend again. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it was fun, but like, I I want to do the stand up. Like, how do I do the stand up? And she. Um, she was like, never talk to me again. No, I forgot. You're crossing worlds. She, she got me a job at a camp with this lady who I still know today, and she's given me like voiceover work and helped me a lot. Um, why am I blanking? Um, Cheryl Brady is her name, and she was the one who cast Jim Carrey for In, Loving, In Living Color. Oh, wow. So she was out of the industry for a little bit, and she ran a, a camp called Creative Space in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and I worked there the first two summers, and I got to know her and some people. What did you do at this camp? Just I was a camp counselor. I was waking up early. And these like, kids are all like uh, like artists and no, no, no. musicians? Yeah, like it's like art and crafts kind okay. of camp. They're all young. I was bad. You know, like <laughs> I was like a sarcastic and kids don't know sarcasm. It's like she didn't use me the third summer. So this first <laughs> summer I'm working there, you know, there was a, a, a comic and he was a, a comedian in the scene who eventually ended up quitting and getting a real job. Hmm. And his name's Steve Pat. Stu Pat. Stu Pat. And he was kind of guiding me. And I was like, I want to do this, but I've got up once. And then I knew this girl. And, I, and she was like, I took this class, Le- Leslie Wolf's class, who still runs a, a class Leslie here. Leslie Wolf, yeah. Yeah, so I took on. her class. And then I did the graduation show at the improv. And then after that show, which was September 28th, so that was like my actual starting date, September 28th, 2010, I said, How do I keep doing this? And yeah. then they put me in touch with Kathy Lewis and Tammy Joe. And then I started doing the bringer shows. Yeah. And then from there, I was getting up once or twice a week, and then I this at the comedy store. Yeah, and then I started learning. Oh, you got to do open mics and get up, and then I just you grow from there and keep doing the open mics. Yeah, and then, when you, and then learn the business side. Yeah, yeah. Was there ever a time where you were you one of those comics who was going up two, three shows a night for like seven days? Were you like obsessive? Oh, like, yeah, oh, I was doing my first five years of comedy. I did over five hundred open mics a year. Oh wow, nonstop. Yeah. Wow. Just and you, nonstop. I was and just you like, recorded them. And just... I had such a bit of anxiety. Like I had to get up. If I didn't get up, I would get miserable. I would record them a little bit. But like I guess, yeah, I, I have so much footage of it. And I look at it and it's just like I think back then you're just getting confidence. You're learning to yes. like – And you're meeting people and you're learning who you vibe with. And then, you know, you're. I look back and I'm so influenced because I would like 
my whole idea was like, all right, let me go see who's my favorite comics. And then I would follow those comics around. Not like they didn't know. I would just like, oh, I'm going to go watch their shows. I would see where the shows were. And I'm like, I, and I watch a, a bunch of comedy. I'm like, oh, I like these guys. And I'm like, I like how they do it. Because yeah. I, I really didn't know anything about stand-up, like For how sure. other people. And be- on the, before I got out here, I started watching it online like and, and seeing videos and like going like, okay, who are these guys? And- so other than Dane, who were the first comics that you were um, kind of influenced you or made you kind of go, I could do this or inspired you? Like before Dane, like when I was or a like kid? Or like around Dane or even, even as you were just like, first Like I just remember like – I remember Dane and, and Kat in college. Yeah. Like, and that was funny. And then like obviously I knew that people like – Eddie Murphy and 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 uh, Martin were comics and Jerry yeah. Seinfeld, but like I didn't I don't remember watching it growing up. Yeah. I remember watching Ellen when I was a little kid yeah. and laughing at that, like the popcorn bit. I'm sorry, I think she was one of the first ones. I was like, oh, she's funny. Yeah. And then, other than that, watching the late night shows with like Jay Leno or David Letterman do their monologues, but like. George Carlin, I remember when I was a kid. I, I I don't remember watching it, but I remember always seeing because I used to always watch HBO. I remember always yeah. seeing him on HBO, mm-hmm. and then Chris Rock too. But yeah. I don't remember. I remember what, watching Chris Rock with the leather jacket, the black leather jacket. Yeah. So I remember seeing those, but not necessarily understanding them as much because also I'm a little kid. Yeah. So it's like, what are they talking about sometimes? And so the comics that you were kind of following when you came out here, um, was it like I'm assuming one of them had to be. Crystal yeah. So it was Chris and Fahim. And Fahim, Fahim was okay. one of my first friends. Like I would, I would. So when I started hanging out at the store, I'd like watch some of the late OR guys, and he would just make me laugh so hard. And I would like look around. I'm like, why is no one paying attention to this kid? I couldn't yeah. figure it out. It's like nobody is like, uh, like, like why is this kid not like getting up like how Chris gets up? Because I was, I was observing that like, I guess at that time Chris was starting to blow up. You know, yeah. he was just like. Right away, I was like, "Oh, I want to be friends with this guy." Like he was just like so demanding of the room. Yeah, I saw him at the parlor. That's my that was my first because I had, I worked there. Oh, the you parlor. worked at the parlor as yeah. a bartender. So that was no, as a, um, a server. Oh, I didn't know that. So they with started J- that J- show. show yeah. That was like, dude, like the whole like you get lucky. That's part of it. Like I I I, I needed another job because the club was closing down. And someone told me about the parlor. I, they had this big casting call because that's how they do things out here yeah. where people wait casting in line. for a server, yeah. Yeah, and they want good-looking people. And I walked in the next day and the guy, Ike Pun, was like going through the uh, resumes and he was just like hey. – I was like, hey, I heard about this. I dropped this off. I'm friends with like Memphis. I dropped my buddy's name who was in the nightlife. And he goes, all right. And then they called me in and I'm in an interview with five guys and they're questioning you. It's intimidating. <laughs> I got it. I got the job. Yeah. Fucking, I'm working with like 12 fucking hot chicks. I was like, whoa, this of is course. awesome. Like, But like at that time, I had no confidence. And I was just like, this is just crazy. I have this job. And they're like, hey, we're every Monday or at the time it was every Tuesday, we have a comedy show hosted by Jay Davis. And I had remembered Jay Davis through the Torgasm thing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And I would go watch and I would see this show. And I was like, oh, this is show. And then I, that's where I saw Chris. And I would see like, I mean, Tosh was stopping by there sometimes. Oh, he, like, Jay. Jay's always been with yeah, huge so like a, in the beginning, the parlor was like a fucking show, and yeah. then like they were like, hey, you know, like.
like I was starting to do the open mics. At that point, I'm doing comedy. I'm doing open mics, but I didn't ask. And then the, the crowd, the, the staff's like, oh, Jay, put him out. And then I knew Jay. And then Jay was like, oh, you're a Dolphins fan. So we had that relating yeah. thing. So, and then he would let me cold open it. And then I would oh, start wow. cold open that show. So cold open, so people don't know, cold open is basically, usually a show starts with an MC who goes, hey, I'm the MC of the show, blah, blah, blah. They warm up the crowd, where you're from, whatever it is. A lot of times it's crowd work. They bring up the first comic, but- Jay Davis does his thing. I think more people do it now. Basically, from a microphone, the God microphone from the speakers. Okay, welcome to your first comic. And then some just comes yeah. up. They're not the MC. Nobody knows them. They're usually a new comic. And yeah. it's kind of like trial by fire. For yeah, it's tough. It's a tough spot. Um, and yeah, so he, so I got to do like, and then that's like a, like the way I got that job. And then that ends up being the hottest show yeah. outside of a club. Which is yeah. where you should try to hang out when you first start. You know, don't go to the clubs for a few years. You know, learn how to like do stand up first. But like yeah, a lot sure. of comics do. But so then I'm I'm wor- I work at this place where there's the hottest show. So now I'm always hanging out there because I know people, and then I'm able to like make some friends with these comics. Like the guys coming up with me, like who are coming up. Like Brent was coming up, Santino's coming up, mm-hmm. Amir's coming up. You know. Jason, all these guys I know, and I'm able to like, hey, I can get you guys free drinks. So like, I'm yeah. like, like, oh, like me, you know, I can, I can do stuff because I work here. So now, like, but I'm also a comic. But you're also a comic, yeah. Yeah. So I, and then like, I got so that's like a luck thing. I feel like that's how I met older guys, and so I, I, I kind of m- missed out on like having, like, I don't think feel like I had a lot of close friends in the open mic scene. Sure. Uh, like maybe there was a little resentment or something, maybe because or, or maybe I, I thought it was cool. I probably did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know like some successful comics, you know, <laughs> through the parlor. And um, so so then that's how I like got going in the scene and stuff through yeah. the parlor. So I always owe that to Jay yeah. as much as we go back and forth and have tiffs. But <laughs> whatever. That's the relationship we've had. But um, feel free to talk about that. Or yeah, not. yeah. No, we're, we're, we're cool. And uh, the uh, and then. Oh, yeah. Watching like Fahim. He was just like we're total opposites. Would have never been friends in high school or college, yeah. but like we both used needed something from each other. He I, he needed the confidence like I had, you know, or the social like the way I was able to like socialize and like in social settings not be as socially awkward or like I would take him out to like the club and be like, hey, I work here, we can drink for free. And he taught me how to like write jokes and be like better at writing and like you know don't just go up there and try to be physical because that's how i'm learning i'm watching like chris i'm like but there's jokes behind these things like you can't just be i think a moron on yeah i think a lot of people particularly with dane they were just like oh if i go up there i'm physical yeah and i run there and i punch the air i'll get laughs no but like he has there's a joke behind it the way he's doing it yeah Yeah. but you don't see that you don't see that no so you know there was that so i'm i'm he's my first real friend yeah and then like Jason Collins and Brent Morin probably were my first friends. Like they knew I like loved Chris and I would go watch him. And Chris was just like, you're intimidated to say hi to him. But like, yeah, you know, I, I, like, he can be hi. an intimidating guy. He can be kind of like, you know, yeah. When you don't, if you don't know him, you think he is. Yeah. But then when you get to know him, you're like, oh, he's just a nice guy. And, uh, so how did you, how did that relationship start? Um, I guess like I got to like know him. I would like go watch him a lot. And then I like, would watch him at the laugh factory and like he would always see me around 
and he would know. And then one time he saw me go up at the parlor and he's like, Hey, good job. Like do this, do this. And then one day he was just like, Hey, uh, why don't you come eat with me? And then we, we started eating and we hang out. And then he was like, Hey, you, you can come, come hang out in San Diego. And Dean was opening for him at the time. And I just like drove down there. Nothing was guaranteed. But I was just like, oh, hey, what's up? He's like, you showed up. I left straight from work. I was working at Parlor Thursday night, or th- or f- no, Friday. Friday I wasn't there. So sat- Saturday I worked at the Parlor, and I got off at like three and drove straight to San Diego. Got there right as the show started. And he's like, oh, you're here. You want to host? And then like, <laughs> I I he let me host, and then I left right after and went back because I had to work Sunday. It worked Sunday and then drove back to San Diego Sunday night to do the last show. Wow. And he's like, you drove back and forth? I was like, yeah. And he's like, he liked my work ethic. Yeah. And then from there, we became friends. And then he just like mentored me the rest That's of the really way. Cool. And then here we are fucking seven, eight years later. So you've been, still you've been touring with Dalia for, for eight years? Well, I well by the time that ha- that's around 2013 that happened my first time opening for him. Okay, so six years, six years. But yeah. I started off as a host, and like Brent was featuring, and Dean would, and then eventually 2014, 15, like I would host locally, like Phoenix or like Irvine, Brea, like close ones. Yeah, because he would still bring his features, and then eventually he started just bringing me to host, and like because Brent was starting to do well to where sure he got on the show, so. He was, we would use a local feature, but he would let me host. And then eventually, like I featured for Brent one time somewhere, and Brent's like, "No, he can, he can do twenty. He's fine." And then after that, he yeah. like, brought me everywhere. So, do you feel like, um, because obviously you guys are, are great friends and you work yeah. well together, do you feel that there's a point where, um, you're like, hey, you know, it's kind of like you have the you have the mentor and the protege, and the I know we got the sirens and the and the Buddha. Do you ever feel that there's a point like you know that you'll have to move on yeah. and be your own headliner? Is it something that you guys have talked about or Yeah, um I I mean I think that it I think about it more than more often than none now. I mean because like I've done there's like I've gotten some gigs from being with him and like I've stretched maybe once or twice. I've done I've only done an hour once. Mm-hmm. I've done 45 a few times, but like um it's a different muscle. I mean, but like at the end of the day when you're coming up, nobody cares to see your hour. They want your fucking 22 minutes if it's yeah. Comedy Central or 15. Like, so it's like if that's sharp, that's all that matters too. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's a different time. Like, uh, I think about a time because some people say stuff to me sometimes. Like, you know, eventually you're gonna have to break off, and I'm like, yeah. But like, and do what? I mean, like, I need a reason to. Yeah, like right now, I, I need. The number one thing in stand-up is stage time. That's yes. the only way to get better. Yes. The more you get up, the better you get. Like even if you watch a guy who's done stand-up and then he books a movie or a show and all of a sudden he hasn't done stand-up for three months, you can see that. You can see Like it. you can see them even be shook a little bit. Their confidence is different. Like if you're going up every day nonstop, like that's what's crazy about this business. If you go up every single day nonstop – even if nothing happens for you after like 15 years, something will happen because eventually you'll be one of the better yes, ones because of course. you haven't booked something to make you stop doing stand up. Yeah. So you know, you know what I mean? Like, like you're going to get so good at it. Like, so there it's different. Like, I mean, the guy keeps getting so big that like, he's wh- getting bigger and bigger, like, bigger listen, and, so you and get bigger along with it. Yeah. And, and it's a different time. Where it was like, I'm building a following through him. That yeah. wasn't a possibility. Like when Dane was big and touring, like how did these people follow Gary Goldman or Bobby 
or Jay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was bringing those three guys on that huge tour. Imagine if they had Instagram or Twitter back then. Yeah. They would have been able to still, I mean, they're, don't get me wrong, those uh, Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly, and, and, and Gary are doing, they're fine. They're, yeah. they're, they're well respected legends, you know, whatever in the scene. But like, I think they would even be bigger today. Like, Absolutely. if they, they, they uh, all those people who were fans of Dame were like, I remember watching the tour because I'm going, this Gary guy's hilarious. Yeah. I thought he was so funny. I'm like, how, how would you find him though? Today, yeah. you would find him so much. Like, I've, like I've built that. Like people stop me, like on the street. They go, "Oh, hey, yeah." It's annoying that. Oh, it's hey, your Crystal is opener, but like a career's a long th- I time. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I, I, you know, I don't say that in any way other than just. Um, no, no, I yeah, I know. You know, I I'm think, not, I, think I don't it's think great. You do. And by the way, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Wheels Priest, but he um, opens for. Andrew Dice Clay, uh-huh. and he was his, his 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 best friend and opener. I mean, still is for twenty years. Yeah. He's a highly respected comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a fucking beast. Yeah. So, um, because he again, like you said, the amount yeah. of stage time he's had working with Dice, and it's just like when when I get the opportunity, like, yeah. sure, I will. But like right now, I'm I yeah. I need to do shows like and like obviously I get love from the laugh actor but yeah. like there's still time to grow and also a career is a long time like yeah I guarantee you in twenty thirty. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, you're Chris Lee's opener." I can guarantee you that. Well, like, I mean, you'll and, like grow into your own well, stuff. And not to mention the fact that, like, yeah. one of my favorite comics in New York. I don't know if you know him. Is Ted Alexandro? I don't. I, I think he's he's a genius. I mean, he's done Letterman and all yeah. the. Like, he's at Comedy Central. He had two hours on Comedy Central. Um, I think he's one of the best. He's not that. He, he opens for Gaffigan. Yeah. Now that to me is just an incredibly. I mean, just the idea that Ted is opening for anybody is crazy. But yeah. like. They're great friends. They work well together. Why the fuck not? Well, that's when I realized this too. I go, I I don't. I I'm I'm always gonna keep going with him until I can financially not have to. Like if I had like, if I booked like a fifteen minute thing or half hour presents, then I hey clubs will book me. I can of go course. make twenty five hundred. But you must be getting headla- headla- headline offers already, right? At this point, for like small rooms. But like I don't know. Listen, clubs still want. It's funny because I would probably do better than some of these people who are doing like some weekends, like let's yeah. say like and uh, like whatever an improv somewhere. Yeah. Maybe there's a guy who has a Conan set and a half hour presents. Yeah. Which is like those credits. That's great. That's Solid, cool. That's yeah. awesome. But I guarantee you there's I I have more of a following than some of those guys because th- sure. those things don't get watched as much. Yeah. But those clubs feel comfortable booking someone because they have that. So you have to get that first. Yeah. But um, going back to the the Chris thing, I mean, then I then the last year or two, I st- took a step back and I go, oh well, look who's opens for Rogan, like huge people. Like if of I'm course. not, if I don't open for Chris, someone as big as there's like, there's someone like Santino would love to do yeah Chris's gig. There's not you know a what comic, I mean? like, yeah, there's yeah, not a comic like, in LA who wouldn't want to. Open so it's for like Chris, it's not even except for maybe Rogan. Not, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like anyone would take that get like like Fahim open for Neil. Like you you still would. There's no you're never too big to open for someone. Yeah, I you agree. know, unless you're at like Chris's level or Rogan's level. But even even like like I don't Chris, think if Chris gonna... opened for Rogan, like why would that be a bad thing? <laughs> but they just wouldn't because they can make their own money. Yeah, because exactly. they like like there's a there's a very certain present. But like someone like, uh, yeah, I mean like and like Theo is now at that position where he's not going to open. Like he would, he still did some Rogan gigs. Okay, yeah. so he still is on that. But Brent would still love to go on tour with Chris. Still, of course. But I mean, like some of these guys are like, I can make my 
if it's a pay cut, then they won't. Yeah. But then there's also bigger comics who have had big TV credits that would like do a run with him. You yeah. know what I mean? So and also I'm just, fortunate in that situation. Also, just just a sense of like it's cool to work with someone that's your friend. Yeah, it's yeah. cool to have these because ex- look when you, when you're on the road. Let's be honest. Yeah, part of the experience. Yes, it's stage time. You don't want to be alone. It's also like you're on the road. Out. You're hanging out. Yeah. you got your buddy. You're eating. Yeah, and there's ladies everywhere and all. Yeah, that you, stuff. Don't wanna, you don't want to. You don't want to be. Alone, I, yeah. I, I hear though, but that's I. I wouldn't want to tour alone. I'd rather be broke in L.A. and be around my friends, yeah. and then casually go out to make some money. No, let me let me ask you a question. This may be a little bit personal, but when you were first going out on the road, I mean, young, good-looking guy, and you're like late twenties or whatever, getting out of thirties, working with Chris D'Elia, who, uh, you know, we all yeah. know the ladies love him. I mean, was there a point where um, you were like, I need to go to sex rehab? No, was there a point where it was <laughs> just it was just kind of like. I've, I toured with Jamie Kennedy, and that's, yeah. a, low, that's a lesser level. Yeah. Although that was still like this is two thousand six, yeah. two thousand seven when he was. Um, so I know that's, that that can be a very sort of what's the word addictive kind of crazy yeah. lifestyle. Is there ever anything that you looked at in terms of partying and drinking women that you? No, like, I, I, I need to stop. Well, fortunately, about Chris is straight edge, so he doesn't party. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I would have drinks and stuff, but like at the end of the day, like I. You, you like we work out, you know. We like so the there's sometimes like my, my buddy Mark, like some gigs, like he'll come and I'll have fun. Mark we'll Hayes. have a drink, yeah. We'll have <laughs> a course. drink. It's fun to have drinks sometimes, but like this so last that's not really your focus at all, yeah. yeah no, no, like was it ever a point I think, where you I thought think like some you people probably, got wrapped up? So I, I think people probably thought I was, but I wasn't. Like, I was always more at the end of the day, I was more like, how do I get better? Yeah, like I was always focusing on the stand up, so it and never writing. became an issue where you were getting wrapped up and like, no. yeah, I was always just like stand up first and then, yeah, the fun, yeah. and then also like, I um, what was I gonna say? Um, this last this tour has been two years now, the fall of the leader tour, uh huh, it's exalt, it's like one night. In the city, city yeah. so it's like you. you I, I'm 35, dude. So yeah. like, if I like, I drank last night. I'm good for two weeks. Like, I don't <laughs> want another drink. Like, it's just like two. Like, I'm not one of those guys who can like. In college, I could, but like, it, it's a, like I'll, I'll get sick, especially yeah. when we're traveling. We're waking up early traveling, so it's like I want like we'll, we'll after the shows we we'll eat and then we'll, let's let's get to bed and like go or you'll get sick because because yeah. the the first day out, like let's say if we leave on a, like a Wednesday or Thursday, the flight's early. It's like. Eight o'clock flight, so we're waking up. I'm already waking up. I wake up at twelve or eleven a.m. or twelve every day. So now I'm already waking up at like six to go to the airport. Yeah. So now I'm not sleeping already. Just just the beginning of a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm doing a lot of work because it's like uh, it's it's a job, right? Especially with these theaters because we're I I handle all his merch. Yeah, you gotta and then I have merch, my yeah. merch. So I'm I get to the show if it's a fucking eight o'clock show. I'm getting there at. 6.30 before the doors open and I'm selling merch before the show. Oh, wow. And then the show starts. I'm going on stage. Then I get off stage and I'm selling and I'm dealing with people. I'm trying not to be an asshole. I'm trying mm-hmm. to just be like, uh, you know, make money. And then like, so it's, it's exhausting a little yeah. bit. This, this last tour has been exhausting, but I mean, it's lucrative. So yeah, that's I always find a lot of people who don't tour, they don't realize that um, a, how exhausting it is number yeah. one and B, just flying in general. Sure. And then B, after you do shows... Um, it is a weird because you do have as tired as you are you also have that yeah. weird euphoria and adrenaline from a post show it is a weird place to be in and I've been single in those situations I've been in relationships yeah. and there's always that weird sort of void where you go I gotta fill it somehow sure. every once in a while I know people who like go and they they write or they yeah. read it's, and I'm like fucking hell when man when you tour help me. and you're just do, you're in one city the whole weekend it's fun it's not as bad yeah. but when you're going to do a different city every night because like 
you'll we'll drive three hours to the next yeah. city because we fly one place and then drive three hours. Do you have a to, tour bus? No, we're doing the first one in two weeks for the Tennessee run. We've never done that before. We usually just like let's say there's uh, four shows on a weekend: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You fly in Thursday to like let's say it was Miami, mm-hmm. and the second show is West Palm, Tampa, Jacksonville. Like let's say that's an example for a run, and then Atlanta. We're just you're we're driving in a black car, just like for three hours, and then me and him are just like legs up watching movies. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're sleeping in the car, but like so it, it's a lot of fucking traveling. It, for it's, sure, it's, very, it's the been the most exhausting. We've been off a lot these last two months, but yeah, it, it it's a lot of fun, and I know that I'll never forget this tour. Yeah, you know, because I would assume that it's a similar run and to you probably orgasm. A, you run. probably made a quantum leap from from the beginning of the tour until now in terms of yourself as a comic, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've switched my set around. I I have a new set because now we get to markets that maybe I've seen before. Like I want to give them a different fifteen twenty. Yeah. So I mean, he, I'm learning from one of the best. I mean, that guy fucking turns over an hour so quickly. Yeah. Him, him and Fahim. That's actually why I I mean Fahim just got variety top ten this year. So. That's oh, a wow. good little shout out we'll give him. But I always like yeah. admired that and I feel like that's the hardest part is like that. Doing a new hour him. and then letting it go. But not even that, just like oh I mean, not everyone can write that fast, but like just the rotate like keep going. Yeah. And like being able to be like, Okay, that was funny, that's good, and then like showcase your fifteen around town for a couple of years and then Everybody saw it, so let's move on. Like, if nothing happens from it, nothing happens from it. But, like, because people, like, eventually, like, they know you're funny. So, it's like, what else can you do? Yeah. That's the – I mean, there some guys still do the same 15, and there is a magic to that, too. I can't because, like, I, I, I get sad. Like, I'm not excited to I do get it that. anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do a joke, and I'm like, I, 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 I'm over it. It's yeah. not fun. But there's a, a magic to watching a guy sell his set. Like, he hasn't done it for – that's, like, crazy. I'm like, wow, how'd you, how do you – that's that's good acting in a way too. So yeah. there, there is, and those guys are good too. Yeah, I think there's at, no rules. I think at the top at the top level where where obviously Chris lives now yeah. too, and I think that Louis C.K. has sort of created this idea, which is that you have a George an hour every year. Carlin, was it George who did that yeah. an hour every year? Yeah, he okay. would he would he would do it a lot. Yeah, I didn't realize that's he was, he was, he was that prolific with yeah. his. Yeah, because I remember Louis talking. He goes, you just do his. But an I hour think year now there's a step back that even some guy said a year's too much. Like. A, Put it like two, two years, three years, yeah. Because yeah. then you're throwing out just yeah. less polished jokes. But it's um, yeah. I mean, going, that's really cool. That's really cool that you're that you that you've taken up probably one of the best habits you can take as a comic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you. I mean, that that's hard. Yeah. I mean, dude, I want to. Yeah, I mean, I want stand up to always be my front and foremost baby. Like, I like acting, and I and when I was like doing that movie, I was like, this is fun. Like, yeah. this would be cool to do if you could choose one. Stand up, for stand-up, sure. Of course. I think most people who do both would say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because acting really is just on a set half the time and you say yeah. lines that someone else wrote and you don't for feel sure. connected. But I, I could see it. It's a little intimidating, but like I, I more, get more comfortable. It could be way more fun. Yeah. I, I, I want to do everything. It's all fun, but do you, like do you, have things you can you, only control yeah. what you can. Uh, all that, A lot of that stuff is like out of my control. Like you get frustrated sometimes, but that that's when I go – you know, I try to like relate to sports. I'm like, okay, like if 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 someone lost a game, they, then they go shoot hoops. So I'm like, I'll go, okay, then I'm gonna try to make my joke better. Like yeah. I, I, I like I want, you know, like you get frustrated. Like why am I not getting the attention? Why am I not getting this? And like you can't think like that. It's not, it's out of your control. So the only thing I can control is like write more jokes, more funnier ones, and then like going back to like my talking about my parents. I'm like, well, no one has this. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not like like everybody's been broke and everyone's dated and everybody there's a lot of white straight males. <laughs> so it's like if that's the stigma now, like hey, white straight males, it's tough for you right now. It was like, well, how do I make it? How do I make it harder for them to say no? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're gonna get no's and there's all day. So how do I make it really hard for them to say no? All right, here's a story that nobody else has told you. Yeah, nobody has it yet, right? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, what, what can you do? I mean, and I'm having fun. So do you have, um, do you have like series that you're writing or scripts and movies? Is that, I have that so many ideas, you? but nobody's wants your ideas yet. I mean, I've worked with some, I mean, you know, Chris may work on some stuff, but I yeah. don't want to jinx it. You never know. Yeah. Of I course. mean, I definitely, you know, I, I'm smart enough to like, you know, also like take advantage of situations I'm in. Yeah. I, I'm fine to be a Scotty Pippen for a few years. Hey man, Scotty Pippen was Scotty Pippen's rings. whole life, and, he, and he's yeah. he's a legend. A Fame, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's so, nothing wrong with that. I, no. I don't. I don't know if, if first of all, to to, to work with a, as a friend and as an opener for one of the best comics, arguably ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. stigma to that. So yeah, yeah. if anyone if anyone says anything to you regarding that, no, they're I, I jealous. I, they're stupid. Sure, so. I I think that you want to graduate from it, but I'm like, I don't know, man. When I'm 80 and I'm sitting around, not working in the industry at all with family and stuff i can look back and be like i had a, I had a fun time yeah you know what yeah. I mean? like i was happy of course man i don't get sad really so it's just yeah like, i'm you- fortunate I'm, i try to like i take it in i mean like i've done some cool things that like aren't guaranteed to ever happen in my career and, and like very few people will ever get you know what i mean like i think about like, yeah, like i'm amazing. like listen it takes a little bit of luck too it's like i mean you know I could get really good and and even get a special, but like who's to say like I like who's to say sometimes that your stuff doesn't go catch on as much. Yeah, you're you can still have a very resonate. lucrative good good career. There's a lot of great. There's no guarantee that you could be a theater act. That's a tough part to get. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Or uh, and turning it into arena. Like there's less than fifty in history. I know it's crazy. And there's, so like to get to a club, I think is tangible for anyone. Yeah, not anyone, but I'm saying if you if have you really the right focus, work ethic, yeah. I think we all can be club tour guys. Whether you know it, it will go up and down, but like we, we can all get in the club yeah. market if you stay. Very focused. few get to be theater, and Very how many get, get to, to be theater. arenas? Like yeah, so it's just like, but if you stay focused and do it, yeah. but I mean, everyone has different things. I mean, like you, you've been doing stand up for a while, but like you also booked like Broadway. Like not everybody gets to do that shit, and that takes. There's different things that happen. Like, yeah, what, what do that's you, cool. Do you, do you have a? Um, and you, you've been. Thank you for giving me your time because it's, yeah. it's been awesome. Um, do you have some bucket list stuff that you want to do? Is there is there stuff that you go? Everything's going amazing and great yeah. now. Um, and you're on the on the on tour with one of the best comics ever, uh, and you're great. Everyone loves you. Is there stuff that you kind of go, man? This is pie in this. This may be pie in the sky, and maybe a step down from pie in the sky in terms of like what you're looking at with your career, either as an actor or as yeah, a comic? for sure. I mean, everybody does, right? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, my pie in the sky is, is winning an Oscar. If someone said, yeah, what's sure. the one thing, it wouldn't be an arena. It'd be I'd win an Oscar. That's the only thing. The only I think the about. Well, I think about like this one thing I would want to do, and I think it would be hilarious and fun. But like, I think if I was doing that, that I am a theater act, like hosting SNL. Like, obviously, yeah, that would be. But if you are, if you're hosting SNL, you've you've achieved theater yeah. act status so you, at, at the very least. Yeah, at the very least, you know what I mean. And I would say like, oh, I'd love to host the Oscars, but like. I don't think I would be the right guy for that. I, I <laughs> knowing myself and knowing comedy, like like not even someone like Chris would do like that. That's John Mulaney will host the Oscars. I sure. think one day, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good call. You know what I mean? Like, sir, that's it's a, it's a, you got to be a, like a more of an intelligent person. Like someone like <laughs> Fahim could probably host it one day if he got yeah. big enough. Like, it's that's like uh, they also are going to play like someone who's not going to be an asshole. Like, I mean, they took it away from like well, they didn't take it away from it, him, but Kevin Hart didn't. Kevin do it. Hart, he'll be back. But like, he's marketed himself as a Family Guy. Yeah, family movies, family comedy. Now it's just like. Bill Burr or Louis was never going to host the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, never now for sure for Louis, but like, I doubt Bill Burr will ever host it, but it would be hilarious if he did. Oh, it'd be great. You know what I mean? But like, they look for like safe people, but yeah. hosting one of the SNL would be fun because like doing those silly sketches. What about and being shit? on SNL? No interest for there? Um, they it definitely was. They just I definitely put out the breakdowns. Oh, really? to people that came out last week. Was there any white straight males? No, it's just the, the general the general SNL audition has come out. Oh, my, really? my manager sent to me, and I was like, nope. What is it? Like, just doing it's, what characters you have? Well, they change. It used to be three characters, three minutes. Now it's like five characters, writing attached to different, you know. It's, yeah, it's I, don't, I, I don't have characters. That doesn't interest you. I don't have a, no, well, it doesn't not interest me. It's like, uh, I hear it's rough when you go over there, too. But, but it, once you're in that camp, you're in the biz. You're in the bubble. Now. Yeah. You don't leave. Like, even if you are on there for a year, like, I mean, John Riddinsky got, unfortunately, he got cut after one year, but he's doing great. Well, yeah. Look at Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 but he was, he was always very, he was, a, he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, so I, I would do it if they were like, hey, we love your stand up. We want you to audition for it and do your stand up to audition for yeah. it. By all means. Yeah. And I would do it if they offered, because at this point it would be huge for me. Um, but I don't know if, you know, that like, again, that's out of my control, but that's the only way it would happen is it's like, hey, we want a stand up comic on the show. Yeah. We don't like a Pete, like Pete Davids is on the show. Leslie if he, Jones. If he goes, yeah. Le, yeah. If they go and like, or, or Chris Red, you know what I mean? Like, if they were like, we want a comic and we like your stand up and we like your vibe, sure, then sure. But I'm not going to be like auditioning, like, hey, pick me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I've kind of gotten past that. Like, not that I've been auditioning and acting a lot of, in this years, but I don't worry about it anymore. Like, going in, like, oh, why didn't I go out a lot for pilot? I kind of am like, I got it with the stand up thing. I'm like, if I keep doing this, th they'll come to me. Yeah. If you build it, they will yeah. come. Absolutely. Like, man. some people are like really good at auditioning, and, and I've, I like auditioning and I actually enjoy it, but I, I know that if I keep doing the stand up, they'll come. Yeah, man. You know I believe I mean? it, dude. Dude. Michael, I think you're a great dude. You're a great stand-up. Um, thanks for coming. Anything you want to yeah. plug? Any any handles? Your Instagram? Yeah, I mean, he'll put it in the description. That's how it goes, right? Isn't it? That's <laughs> usually how it goes. If that's... you fucking like the podcast, you go on the Apple iTunes and you, you know, see you're the, the first person who said that. That's absolutely right. You it's like I don't need. A, nobody's gonna be like, hold on, let me rewind it. What do you say? Am I like that? Nobody looks for it. Like spell that. that again. Spell it again. Hold that's on, I gotta such pause a it. Solid point. It's always Everyone's in the fucking description. Spelling it. Fucking! I'm how so, thirsty are these you know, people? You just changed hey, my fucking life. Hey Lenoche. guys, it's fucking <laughs> M I. Wait, let me get my notepad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's, it's also like plugging other things. Like, oh, don't you want to plug your podcast? I'm like, oh, if they like me, they'll see in the description my name. They'll yes. click on my Instagram. They'll see I have a podcast. Like, I don't have to fucking <laughs> plug anything. Like today, everything is there. So it's like they'll figure it out. God, you know, my mind's kind you know of blown I mean? right now. You're absolutely it's so dumb. Right. Like you'll figure it out. And if they can't figure okay. it out, I don't want you fucking being a fan anyway. Good you call. Fucking lazy Good call, man. I love that. By the way, so that. That was the guy that you saw in the in the description in the beginning of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, there you go. Have a good night. Thanks for coming. Thank you, man. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs>
have to laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>